Again, again Paul trying to help the church, church of Philippi, trying to help them remain in the spirit of like-mindedness and walking in the spirit and fulfilling the joy and, and, and being of one accord and of one mind. mind. He says, he says not not every man on his own things, but every man but every on, the on the things of others. others. And, and I'll, I'll tell, tell you, you look, look at those two thoughts, those are very simple thoughts. Can I tell you, they're very difficult to practice. Let nothing, let nothing be done to your heaven of glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other, other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own thing, but every, but every man on the things, on the things of others. We sit here in the flesh, the flesh nature. In fact, I was talking uh, just, just yesterday to a couple of men in the church about how, how the old flesh nature just seems to always battle us, doesn't it? No matter how, no matter how much we've got, we got talking about feeding the Spirit or feeding the flesh, the one we feed the most is the one that, the one that tends to get the victory in our lives. It's amazing, it's amazing how often we feed the flesh, even as, as Christians that long to walk in the Spirit. Our desire is our, our hearts content. And, and Paul, Paul put this this way. He said, the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Even when, Even when we go home to walk in the Spirit, we find ourselves fulfilling the lust of the flesh, flesh and, and following after the flesh. And, and, and that is that even in the God's people, people we, find we find ourselves oftentimes feeding the flesh. Allowing things to, to fulfill the flesh appetite so that it increases them causes them to yearn more for the flesh. We catch ourselves doing this. Knowing, knowing well, well, well that our heart's intent is to please God. I don't think, I don't think there's one of us that go around the world today the name of the name of Christ that would say, that say well, great, I, I, don't I don't really want to please God. I think every one of us have that desire, wouldn't we? I think every one of us would have that desire that we don't want to bring the approach to the call of Christ. And yet so often, even with that purpose in mind, even having, even having purpose in our hearts, even, even having, having that desire to walk in the Spirit, we find, we find ourselves feeding, feeding flesh. flesh. So how do we, how do we get victory over this? How, how do we accomplish this, this, this simple thing that Paul speaks of, but it's, but it's so difficult to, to achieve? How, how, how do we accomplish, accomplish that? Well, Paul, Paul gives us the answer. He says, he says this, this in verse number 5, and oftentimes we have had, had preachers preach on this passage, and they, and they preach generally about having the mind of Christ, and having it in this area, and in that area, and in all these different areas. But I want us to focus in on what Paul is addressing here in verse number 5. And he says, let this mind be in you. Which was which also is in Christ Jesus. Now, now understand, he says in verse 4, but nothing be done to strive for vain glory. He's talking, He's talking about, about letting each of us esteem others, others, others better than themselves. Having, having a lowliness of mind. mind. Could we, could we, could we, we sum that up and say that that is talking about humility? Could we put that, that into one word for, for the simplicity say that that's speaking of humility? Verse, verse number four. Look not every man on his own, but every man on his things of others. I was listening to a fellow years ago. He was teaching on pride and humility. And it's amazing. It's one of those things that... About the time, About the time you, you get a handle on your pride, you're proud of it. You ever notice, you ever notice that? that? People get people proud, proud of their humility. I've heard I've people, people say, well, I'm the humblest person I know. You <laughs> just lost it. I was, I was listening to this fellow. He gave one of the best definitions of humility I think I've ever heard. Because there's some, some people that think humility is beating themselves up and speaking down on themselves. That's not it either. 
It's not something, something more you should yourself, yourself maybe you should be, or they think less of yourself than you should, this man said. He said, he said you know, you simply not thinking of yourself. It's not something more of yourself than you should, or is it thinking less of yourself than you should? It's just simply not thinking of yourself. I thought, what a great, great, great definition. Let this, this mind be the Bible, Bible says, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being the form of God, not thought it not wrong to read to God. What am I trying to reason with you here? The, 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 there, there is a specific part, a specific attribute that Paul is addressing here that was found in the words of Jesus Christ. And he's not speaking of the mind of Christ overall as well as in every aspect. He's speaking of a specific issue. He's dealing with the issue of pride and humility. And he says, and he says let, let this mind be in you, which is all in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. If there was ever a person of all this earth that thought it was okay, okay to be to equal, equal with God, with God it, was it was the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Why, and why is that? Because he was God. He had every, he had every right to consider, to consider himself equal with God, God didn't he? He had, he had every right to lord over every person that he came in contact with, did he not? But that's, but that's not, not what he did. did. When he when came, he came to, this to this earth, having, having every right to the to glory that, that was due his name, having every right to be exalted and lifted up by those that he came in contact, contact with. Notice, Notice what the Bible says. Verse, verse number seven. seven. But made, but made himself. himself. That, that is the hardest thing in Christian life to do, isn't it? To make, to make yourself, yourself do something that the old, the old flesh just wants so bad. But made, but made himself a no reputation. If any man had, had a right to be proud, it was Lord Jesus Christ. If any man had a right to say, I'm, I'm perfect, and y'all are wrong, wrong I'm not right. If any man, man had, had a right to lord over the people and say, I'm superior, you're inferior, it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And there would have been no argument for man on that. But he, but he made himself, himself no reputation. Why did he do this? Did he do this because it was something that benefited him here? Did he do this because it was something that made him more God than he was? Than he was? There was, there was no, no benefit to Christ to make, to make himself no reputation. So when, so I, when I read this passage, passage I say, you see, they made himself no reputation. I ask that question, why did he do it? He did it for my sake. And by the and way, by the way he did it for your sake as, as an example. Because, because here's the way we approach humility and pride oftentimes. Somebody, 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 somebody uh, hurts, hurts our feelings. Our feelings. Somebody, somebody gets, gets contentious with us. Somebody, somebody gets, gets a, a strikeful with us. And, 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 our, and our mindset is this. this. Well, I'm, well, I'm better than they are. And I know that I'm better than they are. And I know I'm right or they're wrong. And so, and so I'm, not I'm not going to hold myself, myself to that. Do we not do, we do, not that, do that oftentimes? We have such we have a desire, desire to be right, right on an issue. We end, we end up feeling, feeling that we are superior in some, in some way. way. If any if person, person had a right to Jesus Christ, Christ did, and yet he made himself a no reputation, look, look at what the Bible says, and took him on, on in the form of what? Servant. 
Why, why is this world the God, the God of heaven, heaven should, should ever, ever submit, submit himself to be the servant of men? Of men? I'll, never, I'll never know. But do you but remember, remember in the upper room just, just before, before the disciples, the disciples would go out in our garden with him as horse crucifixion? Jesus took and he girded himself, himself with each of the disciples. And he washed, and he washed their feet. He was, he was teaching a lesson. He wasn't, he wasn't doing that for his benefit. He was doing it for theirs. Because, because Peter, Peter had sat there and said, Lord, who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus was looking at Peter and said, Simon, Satan had desire to have you. He may have sifted you as wheat. He asked you, which is greater? greater. Jesus, Jesus, my way of example, took the dish, cloth, or rags in the pot of water, and he knelt knelt down. down. Peter, Peter the, the, the full, full impact, impact of what Christ, Christ did hit him. He said, hey, Lord, let me wash your feet. And Jesus, Jesus said, Peter, if you don't love me, you just have your heart. Why? Why? Because he wanted Peter to learn this. He wanted him to learn it well. That if we're to be like mine, if we're, if we're to remain, remain in one, one spirit, spirit one, one heart, one, heart, one accord, there has, there has to be a humility of mind that was, was likened to the humility of Christ and the King of this world. The Bible says he made himself, verse number 7, no reputation, took it on in the form of servants, made likeness of man. And when he was found, he found him, he found him, as a man. I want you to notice, notice this. He humbled himself and became, and became obedient unto death. Unto death. Can, I tell, Can I tell you this? When we, when we find, find ourselves not, not following the Scripture, find ourselves disobedient to the Scripture, Martin Martin Johnson's Club of Pride. I had a professor in college that had us do a project, project in Bible college. college. Beginning, beginning of the semester, he said, you've got all semester to do it. It's outside, it's outside work, and when the last, the last week finals, finals is here, you're going to turn, turn on the project in. And the project is this. We were to go through. It didn't matter, matter what class he's teaching. Every, every class that he taught in this project, project every single one of them. And what he did, he had to go through the scripture, all the way to Genesis to Revelation, and find every passage that dealt with the topic of proud, pride, haughty, anything along the subject. We were, we were to write those verses out, out and, then and then we were to write a sentence or two of what it taught us underneath about the, about the subject of pride. pride. We got, we got to the, the end of the semester, and, uh, and uh, I remember, I remember seeing him this day, day still seeing him sitting on the corner of his desk, a stack, stack of these projects that had been turned in. And he sat, he on, sat the on the corner of his desk after he take my final last class. And he, said, and he said, class, class what we learned from this project, project 
and a couple of people who begin to raise their hands and so and said, Right, right, go up for destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We've got to be humble or we'll fall. And he brought up all these things. And he said, Well, that's a good point in Scripture. Let's finish that. That's not what you want to learn as a project. And two or three of them raised their hands. Two or three of them had good answers, but not what he was looking for. And finally, as we got to the end of the last hour, he said, Class, what I need you to learn from this project is that every sin in a person's life has its root in pride. Every sin. I remember sitting there as a young Bible college, sharp sharp mind. You know how smart you are when you're younger. Until you grow up and learn how dumb you really were. I remember, I remember sitting there thinking, that's not right. Not right. I, can I can think of some sins. sins. And, and I, I do. I started thinking of sins. Thinking, sins. thinking there's, there's no pride in that. That's just a sin. And then the more, then the more I thought about it, I thought, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would do that sin simply because, because, because I wanted to. And one long before I realized there is one of the greatest battles of Christian life. Battling, battling pride. pride. Battling, battling pride. pride. Paul, hiding through a church that had, that had nothing, nothing wrong that he knew of that he needed to, to address. He tells us, I want you to be like minded. want you to nothing be done in the tribe of glory to teach you something better, better than themselves. He said, This is how you want to do it. You need to love the same mind that Christ had. There's never never an excuse for pride. We don't have have the right to pride. pride. Only Christ ever had the right to be proud. And he chose chose himself willingly to be humble. Not for his his sake, but for for ours. To show show us a wonderful wonderful example that even if we had a lady standing on our yard, even if we were the one that was mostly right in the situation, we need to just humble ourselves in a matter. We just need to humble ourselves, isn't it? Being bound in verse 8, fashion as a man, he humbles himself, became obedient. Became obedient, the Bible says, unto death, even the death of the cross. Folks, we're coming up on some times in the history of man where we've enjoyed almost 300 years of very good religious liberty. The last 150 years of almost absolute religious liberty. We are quickly, quickly approaching a time where one of these, one of these days you and I need to have to make a choice. Are we are going, going to be obedient? And if we are, are we going to be obedient to death? death? Jesus humbled himself, knowing that every right to claim his God of his days and say, I'm not going to do it. Even though Even he could have been the Bible, says, at that time he said he couldn't call the legion of angels to come and deliver him, yet he didn't do it. Why? Why? For our, for our sake. He endured, he endured things. things. He, went, he went through things that you and I would never, never have to go through. Simply, Simply because, because he humbled himself. He took, he took on, on a lot of things upon himself that really you and I deserved. Simply, Simply because he humbled himself. The Bible says in verse 9, Wherefore God also titled exalted him and given him the name of every name. 
the name, the name of Jesus, Jesus every bow, bow changes in heaven, changes in earth, and changes under the earth. And that every, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ, Christ is Lord and the glory of God the Father. And by the way, that's, that's going to happen to every atheist, agnostic, every infidel that's out there. Wherefore, Wherefore my beloved, that you have always obeyed not in my presence only, this will be this humility, humility that... that that, that produces obedience. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed God, as in my presence only, and now much more in my absence. He says, he says Work out your own salvation and fear and trembling for God, which worked in you, both willing to do His pleasure. Having dealt with the issue of humility, He did give us some examples of many things that it will change in our lives. Do all things without murmurings. And you ever, you ever, you ever murmur about, about something? Well, I'll, I'll do, do it, but I really don't like that's it. That's pride. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to work on the hot sun sometime this week. You had to do it because of work or the job or parent told you to. I don't want to do this. That's pride. Do all things without murmuring. You feel we have the right spirit, the right heart. We do it without murmuring. We do it without disputes. This is this what it means to be like-minded. When Paul spoke to us too, to have the same love, to be of one accord, to be like-minded. These are the things that ought to be attributed to us. That we do all things without murmuring. How important my conscience is that? I know myself too well. We need to ask for the will of Christ. We need to ask for His mind in this matter. Notice, Notice he says, says verse 15, he's blameless, blameless and marvelous and son of God without rebuke. In the midst, in the midst of the crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as light in the world. Can I tell you this, this when the humility of Christ, Christ is in us, we become, we become a shining testimony to this world. They look, they look at Christian, Christian and they don't understand it. Why, why someone needs to be as humble as Christian? Someone, Someone may take on the humility of Christ. Notice verse 36, holding forth the word of life, life that, I that I may rejoice in the Christ, that I am not running vain, neither uh, labored in vain. So on and on, on Paul goes to encourage the church, church of Philippi. And it all, and it all comes back to this thought. Let this, this mind, mind be in you, which was which also in Christ Jesus. Let me ask you a question this morning. When there's, when there's something that gets under our skin, skin do we have, we have the mind of Christ on it? <coughs> when there's something, when there's something that, that bothers us, do we have, we have the mind of Christ on it? What about, what about something, something that maybe we have to suffer for? I'm sure, I'm sure that we had a show of hands and I said, how many of them have to suffer? This life, life in one way or another, I'm sure every hand will probably go up. Do we have, do we have the mind of Christ? You see, you see it's, it's an easy thought, thought isn't, isn't it? It sounds, it sounds so simple, simple for a preacher to get up in the church, church and say, Let's have, let's have the mind of Christ. It sounds, it sounds so simple for us to stand up and say, Let's, let's not look on our own things, but every man on things of others. Let's just see others. Better than, Better than that. That's, that's, that's like such a simple thing. thing. And it, and is. it is. 
You ever notice, you ever notice that? Because, because our, our old pride gets in the way. We feed, we feed the flesh, flesh more than we feed, feed the spirit. And it gets, it gets the victory, victory over us. The question, question this morning, morning. <coughs> is do we have, do we have the mind of Christ that is spoken, spoken of in Philippians chapter number 2? I hope, I hope we do. Paul didn't have anything negative to say to his church. He said, but he said, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. Be like-minded. Be of one, one accord. Speak the same, same things. Have, have, have everything together. Love, love one another. And you'll, and you'll do this. I have had my mind of Christ. Let's stand, stand shall shall we we down. Father, we're so thankful for your word. Or a simple message. Very simple message. There's not one thing that they said news from Scripture today. Father, so often you've got to be reminded. As much as, much as our heart longs to walk in the Spirit, we find ourselves so often fulfilling the lust of the flesh. We find ourselves so often feeding the flesh. Lord's message is primarily for Christians today. But there's someone here that knows all you as their Savior. There's someone here that doesn't know what they're going to die right now, but they would go to heaven. I pray that you would help the Holy Spirit to take them their heart. Them to see that need. And in a and moment, in a moment when the hour of the Lord begin to play, I pray that you would help them to come forward and let us take the Bible and show them how they can be saved today. They can get they that matter settled today. They can trust Christ, Christ as their Savior and hold them in heaven for all eternity. They can do all of that today. For Christians who are here, what I ask you would help us to examine our hearts. Lord, may you lay them there. May we, May we see, see our hearts as we truly are. Lord, we so often are deceiving ourselves as we look at our own hearts. We know, we know they're desperately wicked. We know, we know that oftentimes they deceive even us and think we're better, better than we are. Lord, Lord would you lay our bear before us today and help us examine our hearts. May your Holy, May your Holy Spirit shine His light, light upon it, even in, even in the hidden crevices. See if there's, see if there's any wicked way in there. To see if there's there some place in our hearts where we do not have the mind of Christ. Some area that we don't want to be, some area we're not willing to surrender or yield. Father, Father, may we yield to you today. May we look, may we look every day on the things of others. May we uplift others, others and encourage others. May we strive, may we strive to be like-minded in one accord, one heart. heart. Bless, Bless the temptation, Lord, use as you would see fit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.